This is episode 427 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Build a Survival Seed Bank So You Can Grow Food After the Collapse. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like to get some more information, click the link in the show notes or come on over to the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, I also want to remind you that this week on Thursday, October 18th, 2018, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will be interviewing Gay Levy of strategiclivingblog.com. Gay is uh, a great friend of mine. I've known her from the preparedness community or from within the preparedness community for a long time. She is the former owner of Backdoor Survival. And so uh, she has a lot of great information. I hope you can join us on Thursday night for that Facebook Live. I have a link in the show notes so you can go over there and uh, you know kind of register. It's not really a registration. You don't need to register, but uh, you can say that you are going, right? And so when you say you're going or you're interested, that way you will get updates. And so you'll be reminded that that is happening. So uh, you know there is a link in the show notes so you can go over there and do that. And I hope to see you on Thursday night on Facebook, on the, the Prepper website Facebook page. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from urbansurvivalsite.com. And again, the title is How to Build a Survival Seed Bank So You Can Grow Food After the Collapse. Now, if you've been in the preparedness community for any length of time or you visit preparedness websites, you will see advertisements for seed banks. And, you know, the idea is that you have, you purchase the seed bank. And it, you know, a lot of the times, you know, there's, for instance, there was somebody in the Texas area that was, you know, selling them in ammo cans and different size ammo cans. And I know that person in uh, that person was legit. All right. Um, there's others that you, you can buy out there that they come. And I just don't know, you know, if I if I would trust some of those. But the idea is that you you purchase the seed bank. So, you know, then the poop hits the fan and then you go out and put these seeds in the ground so that you and your family can have vegetables and fruits and stuff to eat, you know, when the collapse happens. Right. So it's kind of like this insurance thing. But the problem is, is that there's just a lot of just misunderstanding. Right. And, and just the whole concept of, hey, I have this bank of seeds, you know, this whatever this is, you know, this box, this this can, whatever it might be you know, up in my closet somewhere. And so I'm waiting for the zombie apocalypse or whatever apocalypse. And I'm going to go drop some seeds into the ground. And so we're, and we're going to be good. It's going to be, that's like our food storage, right? And so there's a lot to, more to it than that. Now, this article specifically is going to be talking about uh, seed banks, not so much the gardening aspect of it, but uh, I think it's pretty important to consider this but even more so to consider building your own. And so I think that we can use this article and we can bounce off of it so that we can talk about what kinds of uh, things that we need to do to make our own seed bank. So let's go ahead and get started reading this one. 
Food, water, and shelter are the three essential requirements for survival after an apocalyptic disaster. Of the three, though, it is food that will be the most difficult to acquire. Making sure you have enough food to survive after the supermarkets are permanently closed requires a multifaceted approach. While stockpiling canned food and other foods with a long shelf life is a great idea, food stockpiles can only last for so long. In order to be prepared for long-term survival, you need to explore other options as well. Now, one of the best ways to ensure you have food for the long term is to build a survival seed bank. In this article, we'll take a closer look at what survival seed banks are, the benefits that they offer, and how you can build one for yourself. So what are survival seed banks? A survival seed bank is a collection of seeds that you can use to grow a large and diverse garden in a survival scenario. A good seed bank will contain a large variety of seeds so you can get all the nutrients you need. It should also contain seeds for vegetables that can be harvested at different times of the year so you'll have access to food year-round. So what types of seeds to include in your survival seed bank? For starters, you will want to select heirloom seeds that are open-pollinated, non-hybrid, and non-GMO. Selecting seeds that are open-pollinated will make it easier for you to ensure that your plants produce, and selecting heirloom seeds that are non-hybrid and non-GMO will allow you to collect more seeds from your plants once they have grown. Then you can plant those seeds and keep your survival garden going for as many years as necessary. Second, you will certainly want to select seeds that grow well in your area. This qualification will differ depending on where you live, so research the types of plants that grow well in your growing zone. And if you don't know your growing zone, there is a link here that will help you find out what your growing zone is. Lastly, be sure to include seeds that produce vegetables that are nutritious and high in calories. Not all plants are created equal, so you'll want to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck with each seed that you plant. For more information on the best high-calorie crops for a survival garden, check out the list of high-calorie crops for your survival garden, and there's a link there for that. So how do you store your survival seed bank? The best way to store seeds for the long term is to freeze them. When frozen, most seeds will last for at least five years, and some of the most durable seeds can last as long as 20 years. Another important consideration when storing seeds is keeping them organized. Since different seeds have different planting and growing requirements, it is absolutely essential that you know exactly what you are planting before you plant it. If you purchase your seeds in packets, the type of seeds should be clearly labeled on the packet. If you're buying them in any other form that is not clearly labeled, though, one good way to keep your seeds organized is to place them in mason jars and put a label on each jar that tells what type of seed it contains, when it was put into storage, and how long it is expected to keep. Chalkboard labels are great for this. Keep in mind that even though frozen seeds will last for a very long time, you may still have to rotate out your seeds in order to keep them viable. By labeling your seeds with the date you put them into storage and how long they should keep, you'll know exactly when to replace them. So how to collect seeds from your first harvest. Seed banks are only intended to be something of a starter package. In other words, once you have planted the seeds from your seed bank 
and gathered the harvest, you'll have to collect more seeds from the plants you harvest if you want to be able to plant a garden again the next year. The process of collecting seeds from a vegetable that you planted is going to vary depending on the specific vegetable, but most of the time it involves allowing the plants to go to seed, harvesting them, letting them dry out, then separating the seeds from the rest of the plant so they can be put into storage. When it comes to collecting seeds from your first harvest, the type of vegetables that you plant is highly important as well. Some vegetables, such as tomatoes and corn, have seeds that are easy to collect, while others will be a bit more difficult. Of course, as I already mentioned, planting non-hybrid, non-GMO seed is essential if you want to collect more seeds from your harvest. Hybrid and GMO seeds are designed in such a way that the first crop will not produce viable seeds that can be replanted. So guys, I'm going to come back with a little bit uh, information of information here after this article. So just hang tight on some of these things that I'm saying because I do want to give a little bit of commentary here. The reason for this is that the companies selling these seeds want you to purchase more from them next season rather than using seeds you collect from your first harvest. This makes these seeds worthless for use in a survival seed bank, so you should always stick to heirloom seeds that are non-hybrid and non-GMO. Lastly, look up each type of plant in your seed bank ahead of time and familiarize yourself with the process of collecting seeds from them. You may even wish to write the process down and store it somewhere safe so that you will be able to reference it again in case you forget. So helpful tip, write down the seed harvesting process on a piece of paper and tuck it into the mason jar with the seeds that correspond to it. So putting together your own survival seed bank. If you want to put together your own seed bank, you'll have to purchase seeds from a commercial seed supplier. Thankfully, there are plenty of great suppliers to choose from, such as Seed Savers Exchange, Abundant Life Seeds, Sustainable Seed Company, and many more. And there's uh, a couple of links here that uh, to those seed companies that you can link to. Now, once you've harvested your first crop, you'll be able to collect more seeds and grow the size of your seed bank. Just keep in mind all of the necessary requirements when selecting your seeds, learn how to harvest and store them properly, and you should have no problem building a high quality seed bank from the ground up. So purchasing a pre-made seed bank. If you want to save a little time, you can purchase a pre-made survival seed bank off of Amazon, such as this 32 plant variety package, which includes 15,000 non-hybrid, non-GMO heirloom seeds in clearly labeled packets. These pre-made seed banks include all the seeds you need to put together a first harvest that will allow you to collect even more seeds. It's important to remember that survival seed banks are not a one-size-fit-all solution. A collection of seeds that works well for one person may not work well for you. In other words, just because a product is marketed as a pre-made survival seed bank does not mean it's guaranteed to include every type of seed you want or need. Take your time when looking for a pre-made seed bank and explore the many options that are available until you find the seed bank that is right for you. There are certainly plenty of different options to choose from, so you should have no problem finding a high-quality seed bank that meets all of your requirements for an affordable price. So of all the things you can put into storage in preparation for a large-scale disaster, a survival seed bank is easily one of the most important. Having a high-quality survival seed bank along with the skills and resources necessary to grow a garden and collect seeds from your harvest will enable you to keep food on your table for an unlimited amount of time and perhaps save you from starvation 
all thanks to a box of seeds. All right, so let me go ahead and, uh, well, let me start off here with the very last part here. It talked about, it stressed the part with the skills of growing a garden. So please don't come away with the idea of, I'm going to get a, a, a seed bank going and then I'm going to wait for the apocalypse and then I'm going to go ahead and throw these seeds into the ground and I'm going to have plenty of food. Um, if you're not gardening now, you need to because there is a skill level that is developed in there. Uh, there's so many things that go into it. And uh, you really do, like this article said here at the very end, you really do need to develop the uh, the skills of gardening. You need to know about your soil and your your temperature and your, you know, all the, the your environment, you know, the, the way that things grow around your area, your zone. Um, there's just so many differences there. So you really should be gardening now. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about the seed bank here. I, again, I stressed I will not I, I would not go buy uh, a seed bank one off of Amazon or anything like that. And so um, that's just my opinion and I would not do that. I would uh, probably start off with first going to like Home Depot and Lowe's where they do carry you know the the non-hybrid non-gmo heirloom type seeds and you can start from there building up your sur survival seed bank. The other thing is, you don't want to just build this up and then just put it in a closet somewhere. Um, you want to go ahead and use these kind of like uh, you do food storage. You're first in, first out. So you can build up your seed bank and you can even, like if you're buying the little envelopes from like Home Depot, right? You can get a little Sharpie and you can put on there the month and the year you bought them. And you can do that every year and you can have three, four, five years built up of a certain type of seed and just use the oldest one every year, but just keep adding to it. That way you have three, four or five years built up in your survival seed bank. Now, the other thing that I would say is if you're looking for something specific, some of these um, companies that were listed here, you would want to go and you would want to purchase seeds from these companies because Home Depot, Lowe's, they're going to carry the most popular. They're not going to carry everything. And there might be some that, you know, some vegetables, some fruits that you want to grow if they grow in your zone that you want to have a certain type of variety from, right? And so you would probably want to go to some of those seed companies. Uh, definitely, that is one of the things that you would you would want to consider because you're not going to find everything you want from Home Depot and Lowe's and, and, and whatever, right? The other thing is I don't know about so much about the freezing aspect of it. Um, I have seeds that I have kept and I just keep them in a brown paper bag inside of my pantry and uh, or a cabinet, a kitchen cabinet. And so they're sitting there. It's a big brown uh, paper bag. And when I when I want some, I pull them out and I go use them. And so that's, you know, that's what I would suggest. I wouldn't suggest, you know, buying a, a airtight container. I don't think that's good. Um, I don't consider, you know, I wouldn't consider putting them in mylar bags or anything like that. Just do this rotation aspect of it. Mark them down with a, you know, with a uh, a sharpie, like I said, the month, the year. Use the oldest one that you have, and you know, if if you want to, even you can test a few seeds to see if they're going to germinate, and uh, you can you can test that out every year before you actually put them into the ground, and you can just you know test them out. That that would work. The other thing is that you do need to know how to harvest the seeds. Now, every plant, 
every uh, fruit, vegetable is going to be a little bit different. So one easy way to do this is, of course, you can go search online and, you know, you can find very easily, you can find articles. Um, You might not find every single type of uh, vegetable or fruit that you want, but you can find articles. Definitely, you can go to YouTube and you can find a lot of different article or a lot of different videos on YouTube that will walk you through how to do it and how to save different seeds. Again, you might not find every single type and different people have different ways of doing it. I've seen people, you know, talk about tomato seeds, saving tomato seeds, and I've seen a couple of a couple of different techniques. So you might want to practice, right? So before you really needed it, you would want to practice how to use uh, some of these seeds and or some of these different uh, ways of saving seeds and then seeing if you actually can uh, take them, harvest these seeds, and then use them the, the next year, right? Actually germinate them or actually put them into the ground and get, you know, uh, another plant from that. And so lastly, I, I do want to cover this. I know this article and in the prepper community, you'll always hear about heirloom, heirloom, heirloom. And I am not going to disagree with it. In fact, I agree with it. You want to have heirloom seed because if you grow heirloom vegetables, fruits and vegetables, you are going to have the same type of vegetable every single year from from year to year to year. That's how you can ensure that you're going to have the same type of, of fruits and vegetables with the heirloom seeds. However, I would suggest that you don't want to poo-poo the idea of not having heirloom seeds. And the reason I say that is because heirloom seeds are created so that you could have a bountiful harvest so that, you know, they're, they're created so that you can have a big harvest. And so if you are in a, think about this, if you are in a survival situation and you wanted to ensure that you had a big harvest, you want to plant, may possibly plant some hybrid seeds so that you could get fruits and vegetables. They're going to grow faster. They're going to produce more a lot of the times. And so they're a little bit more resistant to some of the, the junk out there. And so if you, uh, if, if you are wanting to make sure that you can get something into the ground and you can have fruits and vegetables or whatever, you might want to consider the hybrid. Now, this article here said that uh, you can't, uh, the reason that, that, that the companies want you to plant hybrid is because you won't get seeds the next year. That's not, that's not from what, uh, from what I've understood and from what I've heard all the, in fact, that was kind of like new information for me. What you get normally from a hybrid, because a hybrid is usually, you know, two different types of seeds put together, the best of the best, whatever, uh, you know, of, of a couple of different varieties or whatever that, you know, whatever they, however they make them, right? Um, the, the thing is, is that if you save seeds from a hybrid, you might not get the actual uh, hybrid hybrid vegetable again. Actually, you probably wouldn't. You would get one of the variations, right? So it still would be a fruit. It would still be a vegetable, but you don't know. I mean, it would be like this Frankenstein, <laughs> Frankenstein vegetable, right? You wouldn't know exactly what you're getting. And so that's why heirloom, everybody pushes heirloom because you know exactly what you're getting. But I would not just, I, I, I would not, completely throw out the idea of having some hybrid seed if you truly really needed it and you were depending 
on this on this first crop, man. Uh, you know, one of the articles that I I remember the first time I ever heard this was from an article uh, on a website called Prepper Link, and uh, you know this actually before I got onto the uh, you know to the microphone and started recording this podcast, I went to go look it up and I found the article. It was written in April 2013, man. So it's it's you know it's five years old here, and Prepper Link. Those guys put out some really great articles and just they just kind of fell off the the face of the earth. The 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 website is still there. They still have some great articles and stuff there. I mean, all that's there. They they're just not putting out new articles. So, um, but this article was great. I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go read this article. Um, ironically, the same picture of uh, seeds is on the Prepper Link article that's on the Urban Survival site article with the you know the different seeds and stuff that they're showing the same picture there so um, but anyway I, I you know I would go read this article so that you can get an idea of where I'm coming from with the with the hybrid with the hybrid seeds because I think that is a smart thing to do smart thing to consider especially those of you who have not been gardening all your life you know I still think you know you still need to be gardening you need to start gardening you need to build that skill but at the same time, I think it's smart to have, you know, a hybrid type seed that is going to produce, you know, it, it's been manufactured to do that, to to produce a big harvest, right? So anyway, that, that's my thoughts on that. The other thing on the seeds, I, th- I don't think I, I mentioned this. There are some really great books on saving seeds. And uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. There's one that's brown. The, the front of it's brown. And it has a bunch of different seeds on there. And it's a really good book. It's rated high on Amazon. So uh, you you want to have possibly a good book where you can go and you can reference on how to save seeds. If you're not going to go to YouTube or, or you're not going to download articles or whatever, you want to be able to know how to save seeds so that you can take your you know, your crop from year to year. I mean, that's how you're going to survive. That's how you're going to take it to the next, you know, to the next year. And that's how you're going to help your family survive as well. So uh, I'm going to link to that article. Like I said, I'm going to link to the article here that I read on survival or urban survival site. And uh, hopefully you will consider, you know, building a, uh, your own seed bank. Uh, it's very easy to do. You start thinking about what kind of seeds you want, what kind of fruits. You know, maybe there's this link here where you could go to on this Urban Survival Site article that you can go look at the different calories of vegetables you want to. You know, have some calorie dense vegetables, and so you can you can consider what seeds to buy, and also throw in stuff that you're going to like and the kids are going to like and all that kind of stuff. Fruit I think is important. Blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. You start planning it out. And start working from there. I think that's uh, you know it's a smart thing to do. They're not very expensive. We're going to go through winter, and then we're going to see spring, and we're going to see a lot of uh, you know veg- seed packets and stuff like that all over the place. And so that's when you really want to start picking up some seeds, you know, for a dollar, a dollar fifty, and uh, just making some good choices out there. So uh, seriously consider this and start preparing for it. Um, you know, what kind of seeds would you put in your survival seed bank? All right, guys, that's it for this article. Remember, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can come on over here and check this out. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 427 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to the Prepper Website Podcast. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life.
Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.